0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 177. I am your host, David Palermo. In this podcast, we will be going over, well, me, myself, and I will be going over my thoughts on the NFL Combine and what I think about the NFL Combine, but before I go on, big news coming up. There is an event coming. There will be a Numbills fan draft party and a show. So what that means is I got the likes of Kevin Masseri from Lockdown Bills. He confirmed. He is in. Might have another guy named Ross Benjamin from Ross Benjamin Sports, who should be on the podcast sometime soon. And if you don't know about Ross Benjamin, shoot him a, a, a like on Facebook And Ross is a a guy who is a friend of my father's and uh, my father's best friend, Jerry. And come to find out, he's a neighborhood guy. Uh, My dad's from the Lyle, Otis, Santee Street, uh, Emerson and Glide area, Rochester, New York. You know, hood raised. And I wasn't hood when he was a kid. So that's where they're from, the old neighborhood. So I was on the phone with him and come to find out he's been covering sports for 18 years doing this handicapping business. And uh, he knows a lot. Diehard Bills fan. He's on with Bob Matthews, I believe, once a week. Used to be on with the Tulio. He knows his stuff. And um, really kind of cool, right under my nose. Here we go. We have another guy to interact with regularly. So I'm going to try to get him on the draft show as well. But I know I have Drunk Dean lined up. I have Sloth, the boss from the weight we carry, lined up. And uh, also have Mike Smith. He doesn't know. <laughs> but Mike, here you go. Our fantasy guru, Mike Smith, lined up, and Jeff Knight on the panel. Also, coming back, he'll be the engineer, producer of this thing is Adam Deacon. We all know Adam Deacon, so expect, if you notice, since Adam and I have uh, taken a little bit of hiatus, um, we are doing videos and all sorts of stuff again, so I just want to let you know this off season is huge. Uh, website will be updated, and you can follow all your favorite Num Bills fan characters along the way. And there will be a link to everybody's bio. So that's what we're doing. We're retooling this offseason. Been in the woodshed. Got my friend Mike Sawyer helping me out too in the background. And we'll say there will be a great draft podcast panel too. And won't be guys talking over each other. I know I'll have to put a muzzle on Mike Smith eventually because he's going to talk way too much and hijack the show. Because that's Mike. He's worse than me. So love you, Mike, if you're listening. But we got a standpoint with this draft. But before the draft show, we will have podcasts leading up to positional previews, okay? Today is the NFL Combine, but before I go anymore, I just want to let you know we're brought to you by Sand Sports Network, wonderful website put on by Eric Turner at cover1.net. I cannot complain. Him and Chad over there, they support me. They support this podcast, and they, they really try to help elevate it, and it's been a long build for them. So if you can, please check out GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. Check out the cover one podcast as well for your draft stuff. Check out lockdown bills podcast for draft stuff as well. Nate Geary's up on there. It's awesome. There's so much good content past this podcast. And as you know, this is more of an opinion based podcast that I'll tell you where to go to find your information. And uh, I'm really looking forward to all that. So also brought to you by punchrunksports.com. And, uh, if you don't know about Punch Sports, follow along. Three comedians, Ari Shafir, San Tripoli, and Jason Tebow of the Red Zone channel on the DirecTV network. Ari Shafir with the Netflix special Double Negative out now. Also had a show on Comedy Central called This Is Not Happening. He has one that's be- in the works right now. It's being rebranded as something else on another network, I think. I'm not sure who's releasing that. And San Tripoli has a- is a great comedian, one of my favorites and in- He does this other podcast. It's a favorite one of mine called Tinfoil Hat Podcast, and I'm trying to get them to do a tour with Eddie Bravo and stop in Rochester, New York. I'm thinking loosely Photo City Improv to do this. I'll be the one booking it for him, hopefully, and uh, get them up and about. And really awesome stuff, Tinfoil Hat Podcast. You want to open your mind, get past the regular media, um, see what other news is going on because I don't want to get into politics here. This isn't the platform. This is a sports platform. But, hey, you want to get some information a little might seem a little wonky, might seem, you know, conspiracy theory, or we could say uh, alternative thinking, whatever you want to put here. Uh, pretty interesting podcast, Tinfoil Hat Podcast. So check that out. And Punch Drunk Sports is an awesome, fun sports podcast that is unfiltered. And uh, I have a great time listening to it, too. They'll have guys like Mickey Gallon from the UFC. So <laughs> That's pretty sweet. And uh, if you remember the guy who beat up CM Punk, what a joke that was, by the way. What a disrespect to martial arts. They have CM Punk in there and, you know, what are you going to do? Have Donald Trump Jr. in there now too? Anyways, so, all right, the NFL Combine. This is going to be a quick podcast. You know what my thoughts are on the NFL Combine? It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> That's my thoughts on the NFL Combine. What do I mean by that? For years, I've taken this NFL combine as hook, line, and sinker and, and bought everything that the Bills have spewed out to me, other teams. Really, all it is is a is a spot to network with your, with your friends and family of the, the football world. And it's like training camp where you have all the likes of people and it's a big networking event. And this is where all the trades pretty much get talked about with agents before the draft because, as you know, there isn't – I don't know why it's so transparent, by the way, that these guys are being traded and this and that right now. I guess the league year hasn't technically ended. I don't even know what's going on. Okay. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know why they just don't allow tampering and trades to happen anytime after the season's over anyways, because it's so stupid that they have a filter. Oh, you can only tamper at this time and this time. And then free agency hits. And then when a new coach comes in, if you talk to the players, no, I haven't yet. Well, that's kind of messed up. Maybe you should. Of course it did. So I think the NFL combine after years is a bunch of hot trash. Why do I say that? Because all it is, is you're really, okay. What are the important parts of the combine? Number one, what deals are going to go on? Let's keep it real. Number two, how is the health of these horses? I mean, players that it's like a, I don't even want to reference it. Aaron Mabin had a really good reference that you should look up about comparing this to the Combine and the NFL you know, to things like I think he might have mentioned slavery, don't want to misquote him. But it's like you get everybody all checked up and yada yada yada. You go with it, and it's like really kind of creepy. Like you're testing out horses and making sure they're good and then if you know the ugly side of the NFL when you go out for a contract. Oh, uh, you know, you were injured here, so eh, it's like, yeah, I was laying my life on the line for you. So as you know, this podcast is more about coaching accountability because I feel that the players got to be accountable for themselves, but the national media makes them accountable all the time. The local media makes them accountable all the time, to players. And to me, it's really easy to judge some 22-year-old kid, to 28-year-old kid, and be like, oh man, you're really fucked up. Oh man, why'd you do this? Well, I'm growing. And you're being judged by 50 something year olds with a gut who've never run a mile in under eight minutes in their life. And, you know, eight minutes ain't a bad time. It ain't the best time for a mile. But it's these, you know, you can run from maybe some people. You can run from your parents, I think, on eight mile. I mean, depending on your age, I maybe mean, your parents are in the grave. I don't know. No disrespect. Not here to hurt feelings. But look. They run to 40. These guys throw the ball. They catch the ball in air. They're in shorts. It's that the players get trained to show great results. And I don't blame them because they have to get paid, son. Get paid. Make it happen. Okay. So the NFL Combine, what do I look forward to? I look forward to guys that come in and they end up doing some some awesome stuff to reconfirm their numbers. Um, some guys you might not think they're that fast, and then they run their 40 and are like, uh oh, let's re look at the tape here and see what happens, you know. So that's what all the draft guys say, like Mal Kiper Jr., and uh, you know. They say, hey, after, you know, after the combine, we go back into our notes, meaning he's waiting to hear what other teams say. OK, but, the, you know, don't let the combine fool you. I mean, if you look at Tim Tebow, he sucked. OK, Bruce Campbell, offensive tackle, round four, 2010. He was a bust. OK, any, eh. you know, Stephen Hill. Remember him at the Jets? Round two, number 43 overall. So this is pulled off of Today.com. The lowdown, it says. Hill played in an option offense while at Georgia Tech. So he entered the draft. Doing so is an early entry as well. Raw and inex- inexperienced as a passing game component. What Hill did possess was speed. He had a 436 speed in the 40, and the Jets hoped that would open up their offense. In his two seasons in, in New York, the teams offense ranked 30th and 25th in total yards. Hill combined for 594 yards and four touchdowns in those two seasons, and his career was over in 2016. If you know anything, that dude was with the Jets while Rex Ryan was there. And who did you have throwing him the ball? Hmm. Gino Smith. New I got to say more? Okay. Um, so, you know, that's a name that if you're familiar with the AFC East, that should work out, right? Um, another guy, Vernon Golston, again, of the Jets. Round one, pick six, 2008. Came out of Ohio State with all the measurables. Again, this is off of USA Today. This is our number one combine bust. He came out of Ohio State with all the measurables that teams seek. Side speed, length, strength. But Golson was raw and inexperienced. A 6'4", 258-pound. Physical specimen was impressive at the combine. 4'6", 7'40", 35 and a half inch vertical, 37 reps of 225 pounds on the bench. And New York was smitten burning a top 10 selection on a player who would just start five games or record no sacks over three seasons with the team. My point here, not to be more excited than usual. But here's my point. This draft, I don't know what to ever think. I don't know what to ever think with anything with this combine. Because I look at a team's needs... And I look at, this is how the dominoes fall. Number one is free agency. You plug your holes of free agency, but the cheapest way to build your team is through the draft. Well, after free agency, guess what? You find them in the draft. I don't know what Brandon bean the Bills GM is going to draft. I don't know what he even likes. I don't even know if I like the moves he made this past offseason. surprise. Allegedly, Sammy Watkins might come back. I don't know what to think of that. I'm going to dive into that another time. But as far as the combine is concerned, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of hot smoke. You know what I learned from Brandon Bean's press conference today? Not shit. He talks at the end of it about Zay Jones being the best rookie's ever been around. Yada, yada, yada. That's cool. And he played through a shoulder injury that he didn't tell him about. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Doesn't work for me. Kid had a rough year. I'm not going to crush him. At the same time, the offensive coordinator, Rick Dennison, sucked and didn't put anybody in position to succeed correctly. Okay, And if anybody had success in the Bills last year offensively, it was probably Sean McCoy. But if you remember the first like third of the season, it was wonkers for him, too. So what I'm getting at is if you're a Hall of Famer, you can make things happen in any offense. But do not think that in the draft, because a guy is a first-round pick, that he is just so good he can transcend schemes. The coach still needs to put these players in position to succeed. Look at Sean McVay out there, okay? Frank Wright got a job as a head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Look what he did with Nick Foles. Look what he did with Carson Wentz. Come on. It's coaching, coaching, and coaching. What I learned from Band to Bean is he just found a script. You know, we're happy with what we got right now in Tyrod Taylor Nathan Peterman. Okay, that's a bunch of bullshit because Nathan Peterman is the worst quarterback I've ever seen sued up. Again, Nate, if you're listening, dog, if your family's listening, don't hate me. But you had the worst statistical performance I've ever seen. I was on the freaking floor crying laughing when you threw your third interception. I might as well have been streaking on your fifth interception of excitement in the first half. Because it's not you, Nate. It's about not the surface level. It's about, Nathan, bear with me here, okay? It's about the X's and O's. It's about the matrix of this. It's about, McDermott has this notepad, and he knows so much, right? This is how they marketed this guy. McDermott's got this notepad you know, he's got an answer for everything. And if he doesn't, he'll own it. And he'll look back at his notes. There's going to be things that we can't prepare for. You know what you can prepare for though, Sean McDermott, you can prepare for what did your offense do best? You're telling me that Rick Dennison was the best option last year. Switching to a zone blocking scheme was a good idea. Vlad Dukas was a good idea. So when I look at Brandon Bean and I look at McDermott and I look at Brandon Bean, no equity. I don't see much equity, okay? When you run a business, equity is huge. What is equity? When you buy a house for $100,000, hopefully you can sell it for more than you bought it for or break even, right? Equity is that difference. You sell the house for one twenty, dollars you have $20,000 of equity. Your house is worth one twenty dollars and you bought it for $100,000. Marcel Darius was a first round pick. Number three, and a defensive line coach that could get no results all of a sudden retires? No, that means he sucked. That means Waffle sucked. What else did I learn from the press conference from Brandon Bean today? Kyle Williams. Yeah, we would love Kyle Williams to come back. We're talking to his agent a little bit. I haven't talked to him since the Eric Wood thing, he called it, something like that. Hmm. Careful words there. So what I'm getting at is, sounds like they don't want to pay Kyle Williams. But if you talk to people within the Bills circles who follow the scene closely, they don't think Kyle Williams is maybe all that good. They don't think he's worth $10 million in the middle. If I'm Kyle Williams, not to give him advice, you're worth something, obviously. But, like, what else you got to do? You love football? Make that 5-6 mil. If you want 6 mil, talk with Kevin Missouri. I don't know if he's going to get that. I hope they bring him back. But when I click on the Bills website just now, the Bills want Kyle back if he wants to play. Oh, great PR move. Get the fans on their side to get the hometown discount. Great. Mo Wilkerson got released from the Jets. Alleged head case. I don't know what to think. Allegedly, he's not a McDermott guy. But he's damn talented. He would have a damn chip on his shoulder. A damn time to prove himself. Can we get him cheap? Bring him in a damn building. That's my thoughts on Mo Wilkerson. For me... We'll say one more time, I think it's very crucial, very crucial for the coaches to put these players in a position to succeed. And it's such fodder and simple crap that I'll tell you, I picked up hockey and I went to watch the Rochester Amherst the other night and my Tuesday and Wednesday night lowest level hockey leagues, some of the lowest, like D level, D minus, okay, okay have the same problems. Cover the points, wingers. Stop overthinking it. Wingers, why are you in the corners on defense? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm a center. I'm a grinder. My shot absolutely blows. But I will go get that puck and lift up my head and get that puck money style. John Stockton and Malone all day. Okay? So I'm just telling you right now. These coaches are not always that bright. But what I like about McDermott and what everybody else likes about McDermott is after following Rex Ryan, he just acts like a professional. So everybody rubs his balls thinking he's like the second coming of fucking Jesus in Buffalo, frankly. And it's stupid because if it was for Andy Dalton's lucky touchdown, the Bills are not in the playoffs and they look shittier statistically than they did with Rex teams. And everybody hates Rex. I was a big Rex supporter, but at the same time, dude, after stepping away from it, it was a fucking joke. It really was. But at least he had injuries by his side. Right? Right? How many defensive guys made it to the Pro Bowl on the defensive line on on this year's team? How many linebackers made the Pro Bowl from the Bills this year? How many made it under Rex? Hmm, more. So what's that tell you? But now the Bills have a new defensive line coach. He's got a hell of a pedigree. Uh, His father coached White Freeney there in Indianapolis. Eric Turner at Cover One has a nice, he had a nice thing up on Instagram about him. And uh, follow Cover One on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite place for information. You guys all know this. I love Instagram. Uh, The Bills also signed Vontae Davis, a cornerback that was at Indy. I believe he was close to 30, but he had an injury last year, and he checks out. Uh, Kevin Masseri, my guy, says he is the starter behind Trey White. That said, I still think you can get another top flight guy in the draft, start him in the nickel, and that's interchangeable. That could be a competition right there between Davis and whatever, I think. But I think Davis is a solid enough, smart football player, good football player, and um, I'm stoked to see what he brings to the table. What else did I learn from the combine, from Brandon Bean's presser? Nothing. Why? Because they're not going to show their hand. So I can't get mad at Brandon Bean for, oh, we believe in Nate Peterman. It's just understand that it's hot smoke. They don't believe in Nate Peterman. Okay. There's talks that the Bills could be going up to number two to grab a pick for a quarterback, which I think is crazy. I think it's absolutely crazy to give away draft picks. Oh, you know how I look? My draft picks is what Brandon Bean says. Not to make fun of him, but he's a Southern guy. And it's like, oh, really? You do? What'd you get from Marcel Darius? Trash? You got rid of a contract. Cool. You know, I I don't know. You can't tell me this team wouldn't have been better defensively with Marcel Darius. They cannot stop the run. So, where am I at? The defensive line was atrocious for the Bills. The linebackers, Preston Brown led the league in tackles. That's not always a good thing. So, where am I at with the NFL Combine? Let's see what these numbers turn out. Let's see how they... Let's let's get some names going. After the Combine is actually when I start paying attention to the draft. That's when I start paying attention to the draft. I will not listen to... Joe Schmo on Bills Fanatics or Joe Schmo on the Bills Mafia groups or whoever the hell talk about the draft. I'm sorry. I have no time for you. And yes, I'm too good for you because my time is too valuable to talk to you about draft pick prospects. And you tell me what you saw on tape. If that's what you follow me and hit me with, oh, I saw on tape. No, no, no. You hit up Cover One, who's a scout who works hard at scouting. You talk to Eric Turner, whoever's on his team, talk to Kevin Maseri, guys who actually follow this team really tight and see what information they see. The only thing I care about players is what schemes do the Bills play? Okay, the Bills might do a more with, with Brian Dable, for example, new Bills offensive coordinator. Well, they're going to go more of a power blocking scheme, right? Okay, well, Cordy Glenn on the website. Oh, he's looking healthy. He's looking good. Okay, cool. I don't think you just move a tackle side to side. I mentioned this last podcast. Okay. I wrote BMX. I can't turn the opposite way very easy. So don't tell me that a left tackle can go to right tackle when the footwork is 110% different. Next. The Bills need to have players. To me, I want to see what players fit the scheme. And that's how I'm going to rank in these next podcasts. The top five corners for the Bills. The top five Outside linebackers for the Bills. The top five inside linebackers for the Bills. The top five interior linemen for the Bills. The top five edge rushers for the Bills. Maybe some safety depth for the Bills. Same on the offensive side. Repeat and circle the positions there. It doesn't mean top five in the draft. It means what are the Bills going to run offensively and defensively. And what are the top five picks of those teams? I'm going to pat myself on the back. Anna Deegan and I were on the Rochester Sports Network, uh, the Huddle little show they did for us on a uh, uh It's pretty cool, actually, with Ryan uh, Lasel and uh, Icy Vic, some dudes from hashtag sports. Had a really good time at 34 Rush, honestly. You know, Deegan and I helped out bringing our board, and I'll take credit where it's due. We ran the signal off of my cell phone, the LTE. We hotspotted it because we couldn't get through the firewall there at Batavia Downs. And we brought my Yamaha board over there. We did the show for two days. It was cool. We were on part two. So day two. And they asked me, what do you think when the Bills trade up? I go, they're getting Zay Jones. They're getting Zay Jones. You have his coach from East Carolina. Boom, boom, boom. That said, I'd like to see an upgrade there on that coach. But maybe there's more I don't know to the situation. Next, connect the dots. What player played in what scheme what scheme do the Bills play? Okay, that's it. I don't care about these flashy names. What are these players going to be asked to do? End of story. That's the NFL Combine in a nutshell. Confirm numbers, check the health, bro down, work on your sketchy ass trades, and uh, hang out, have fun, and uh, there you go. Watch guys in shorts running 40 times. I'm your host, David Palermo, and this has been No Bills Fan Podcast number 177. My thoughts on the NFL combine have a good night. Oh, and, uh, PS draft show draft podcast coming up. There will be a location in Rochester, New York for a draft event for at least day one. I might try to do a two day or where day two is day one will be. I'm trying to make it like a panel, a live panel. Okay. Like on YouTube live, possibly Facebook. I doubt it. Um, but expect more videos. Expect everything else. It's going to be fun. Deacon and I are going to be working together doing some fun stuff. I miss doing some funny videos and having snarky comments and really chilling out. So, you know, we'll have the guys on the panel podcast and then we'll bring them in for the dra- for the show live, the draft live. And then in between picks, we'll talk and um, come down interact wherever this location is. It's to be announced. So, again, don't forget, Numb Bills fan draft show coming up, coming to you true. Kevin Masseri, possibly Ross Benjamin. Should be awesome. So, take care. I'm your host. And check out numbillsfan.com. Follow along on Instagram if you don't subscribe already. Tell your friends, please. If I hit another thousand followers across any platform, I will give anybody. A giveaway. So I will do a random giveaway again. I love doing giveaways. I have a whole bunch of Bill's stuff here. Um, Even some autographed little mini helmets too. So please get at me. At NumBillsFan on Twitter, Instagram, NumBillsFan.com. And shoot me an email. Dave at NumBillsFan.com as well. Adam Deacon still has his email available. Adam at NumBillsFan.com if you want to know how he's doing. Deacon makes awesome donuts at uh, Hega Bakery. So go pick those up. All right. That's it. Peace.